Welcome to episode 166 of Vegas Revealed. Show dates are announced for you two at the Sphere. And Lake Las Vegas is a gem away from the Strip. It used to be booming. How it's doing now, I take a look on my recent visit and have some tips too. Could we actually be getting a train to and from Southern California? Top headliners, ad shows, and pickleball is more popular than ever where you can play on the Las Vegas Strip. It's all coming up this week on Vegas Revealed. Vegas Near Me is growing by the day. Have you downloaded the free app yet? It's the perfect place to find everything you need if you are visiting or if you're a local. The app now has over 17,000 businesses in total and over 11,000 menu and reservation links. Plus, you can book on both Uber and Lyft all inside the app. You'll always know where you are and where you're going with the Vegas Near Me app, available now in Google Play and the Apple Store. If you have a hard time finding your way around resorts, don't worry. You can find maps of the property all within Vegas Near Me. Also, find out how much they charge for parking so you can plan ahead. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we provide in our show notes and download it to your phone now. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 166. Sean McAllister here along with Dana Roselli. And it's, man, another packed week of Las Vegas news, Dana. I know, and we have a short amount of time to get through it today. We want to start with the Oakland A's because last week we did some breaking news. We kind of inserted it because it happened toward the end of the week. And so now we have a minute to discuss it just a little bit more. So Las Vegas possibly getting a major league baseball team, and it would be the Oakland A's possibly around 2027 because they um, have secured this binding land deal. Yeah, and that land deal is with uh, Red Rock Resorts, which is the owner of Station Casinos, which we've talked about a lot here on the podcast. They own uh, Red Rock out at uh, in Summerlin, uh, Green Valley Ranch, along with several other, we call them locals casinos. That's mm-hmm. the crowd they cater to. But they own a plot of land that's pretty much right at 15 in Tropicana. And that's the land that has now been proposed as the prime site for the Oakland A's new stadium, or should I say the Las Vegas A's? Well, we'll <laughs> see, right? But yeah, that plot of land, it wasn't it the, it was the Wild Wild West Gambling Hall. I used to hang there for breakfast. Same with me, but I didn't realize <laughs> how much additional land around that little casino and hotel there was that was yeah. owned by... Red Rock Resorts. Right. And a lot of people have said, and I haven't driven by there in a little bit, or even maybe I have driven by and haven't looked and taken note, but like that's like a big truck lot over there too. So I don't know. Um, But no, uh, so it should be interesting. It really sounds like it is definitely leaning that way, number one. It does. I mean, we've got the county putting out messages, the city, everyone kind of doing their TikToks and yeah, all that kind of thing. Um, But now the question is who pays for the stadium? That was a bunch of messages that we were getting at Vegas Revealed. And then that little kind of nugget came out. And so now we're sitting at an answer of um, the A's looking for $500 million in public funds to help build the new stadium. 
Yeah, and this is something that that people had a hard time grappling with, even when Allegiant Stadium was built for the Raiders when they moved here. There was a lot of public money that was used to build that stadium as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, understandably, I think that you know the the thought of in a relatively short period of time we're going to be forking out even more money mm-hmm. to build another new stadium is not the most palatable thing for taxpayers here. Well, it's like you look at the Allegiant Stadium, which is what the highest grossing stadium though last year and all the things that we're getting. I'm assuming it's going to pay for itself. itself. Um, If it hasn't already, that's that's a deep dive for another day. But um, I want to read this little section that was in the Nevada Independent that kind of explains a little bit, a little bit. The A's apparently are investing $1 billion into the project, and they're asking state lawmakers to create an incentive program in which tax dollars created by the stadium and its surrounding amenities are directed into a fund to pay off the $500 million in public bonds that they that would be issued by Clark County, which is our county where Las Vegas sits. So interesting how they're kind of breaking it down. We'll have to see what comes of it. But yeah, it's a big ask. I know there's a lot of polls going on out there on social media. And some people are, you know, commenting like, oh, go find somewhere else. And others are like, bring it on, more tourists, you know. And I think I was looking at another number in the Nevada Independent that said that they would probably bring in about another 400,000 tourists, I believe it was a year. Okay. During their yeah season. So, well, and building the stadium there, I think would would definitely uh, spark the need to develop the surrounding area as well because it is largely like kind of industrial mm-hmm. over there. So you know the idea that the baseball stadium would be in such close proximity, less than a mile from Allegiant Stadium, it, it almost you know, leads to the conclusion that the area between those two stadiums would turn into a giant fan zone. Yeah. Almost a big retail restaurant district where fans could could hang out before those games and after and during. I know. And it's interesting when they said and the amenities around it. Right. Around the stadium. So yeah, definitely. And, you know, with that major construction project going on right now at Tropicana on I-15, Tropicana, it's like they're also redoing that interchange. So that'll be ready to go. They are. So hopefully, uh, you know, the infrastructure will be there to uh, handle an influx of uh, tourists mm-hmm. and, and fans who would be going to those games. So just an update on the breaking news that we brought to you last week here on the podcast that that land deal uh, was going through, and now we've got a few more details. Yeah, and we were going to do a, a different order, but I thought maybe that we should just move right into this bright line train that could link Las Vegas and Southern California uh, moving forward, because somewhat related, right? It is. <laughs> Bringing all those Californians uh, into Las Vegas is always a priority because we have so many of them that visit us here. Yeah, and for years, and I mean, as long as I've lived here, there's been talk about uh, a high-speed rail line that mm-hmm. would bring Las Vegas residents to Southern California and vice versa. Um, and this seems like it is the most realistic plan that has been put forward to make that happen. Definitely. I mean, 
we always, whenever it's even talked about, <laughs> kind of just like push to the side, like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Um, but we're actually seeing some movement, which is good. So also um, pulled this information um, online, made sure that we we double checked from different articles to make sure this that this was true. But apparently a um, bipartisan congressional group from Nevada and California asked the Biden administration this week to fast-track these federal funds for a private company to build the high-speed rail between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. And all six of Nevada's elected federal lawmakers and four House members from California said in a letter to the Transportation Secretary that they're on board with this proposal from Brightline West to spend more than $10 billion to lay those tracks. So it looks like we're kind of, you know, if both sides are agreeing, hey, we need this to happen, that's a good sign. It is. And hopefully this would help alleviate some of the traffic congestion that we see every single weekend on the I-15, which is the highway that connects Southern California to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the traffic coming in at the beginning of the weekend and back out at the end of the weekend, there is always a bottleneck at the state line. And that's largely because here on the Nevada side of the Nevada-California border, there's been a lot of money put into widening the highway and Mm -hmm. to try and accommodate as many, you know, driving tourists as possible. But the same thing hasn't happened on the California side. Mm -hmm. So when people go back home, it's, you know, a bunch of lanes going toward California. Then when you get to the border, it narrows down to fewer lanes, and that creates a big backup. So hopefully a high-speed rail or any kind of rail line, really. Or anything high-speed. Anything, (laughs) anything. Because when you're sitting there on the highway in the middle of the summer when it's 120 outside, Mm. high-speed is what you want, and it is not what you get. I have not taken that drive in a long time. I did it a few times in a row, I feel like, one year, and then I was just over it. I mean, you're right. And you know our mayor, Carolyn Goodman, she wants that thing widened on the California side. So this train, I'm sure, probably makes her happy, too, before her term is up. She's trying to get a lot done. So even though she really doesn't have jurisdiction over that, but, you know, political influence and her voice matters and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, we have an update now on U2's shows over at The Sphere that we have been just waiting for more information on. I know. We told you about the immersive production that they're doing, which starts October 6th, and tickets are on sale now. But now we have dates for U2's fall schedule as well. So there are 12 dates. I'm not going to go through and list them all, but they start September 29th and 30th. And then there are a bunch of dates all through October. Uh, They actually announced a few shows, then they added more within a week. So it's obviously in high demand. You can go to u2.com for all the information because, Sean, they're doing the whole verified fan presale and then different hotel packages, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and what's cool is the band is going to be performing their entire Etch Tongue Baby album live. So it'll be really cool to see what kind of visuals they they pack into this performance. I know. And now we know the sphere has to be open by September 29th. (laughs) Last time, last week, we said October 6th, because that was when the other production started. Now we know it has to be open by September 29th. Right. 
<laughs> um, listen, Carrie Underwood added some shows to her Resorts World residency. That's exciting. Reflection, the Las Vegas residency, has added three additional shows, and they are going to be in December. So she's tacked on a few, which will make people happy. Yeah, I'm excited for Carrie to come back and, and do some more shows. She took time off to go and do uh, her tour. Okay. She's been touring the, the country, and so now she's coming back to Las Vegas for her residency over at Resorts World. Hopefully, you know, this is going to be a, a thing where Carrie's a familiar face here in Vegas. Yeah, definitely. And I know people, I know she's got to take breaks in between to do her leg exercises because she's got those fabulous legs. She does. She's got great legs. <laughs> she's never really kind of unveiled what that full routine is, but women all over the world are jealous. I do hear, though, that she brings <laughs> a trailer that is... Uh, like a semi truck trailer mm-hmm. that is converted into a gym. Oh, that's so she has her that. personalized gym that comes with her here to Las Vegas, so she can work out in the environment she's accustomed to. Smart, smart. Well, yeah, she needs to get over to at some point the win and dance on the ceiling with Lionel Richie with those <laughs> legs uh, for his residency that he is now extended as well. He's going to be taking the stage for six shows October 11th, 13th, 14th, 18th, 20th, 21st. Uh, so a bunch of shows in October as well. So it looks like fall is really kind of beefing up with a lot of these shows. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go to something that we talked about last week. This is kind of a follow up to a conversation we had, Dana, about. Mm-hmm. Uh, brew dog. We talked about this three-story uh, brewery on the strip um, with a rooftop patio. Right. Um, we the actually staff that were rude to us. Uh, and yeah. And just the patio the, was closed. The patio was. Closed. They didn't tell us. Um, we did get a response though from okay. uh, the customer experience rep who wrote back about this. Um, she apologized, said that anyone with a reservation should have been called and notified oh. that there was a buyout on the roof and given the option to either cancel the reservation or, you know, to move inside where they could accommodate. Um, but they said, you know what? We were wrong there. We should have called. So we were like, okay, thank you for acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Um Also, in terms of the uh, parking, where we had noted that uh, you only get validation if you let your server know before you pay the bill, uh, which we did not know, so we were out of luck with the the parking cost. Um, And she said, you know what? That's something that we can also do better on. Uh, She offered to buy a round of beers next time we go back down there. We'll see. (laughs) I won't be there anytime soon, (laughs) (laughs) but sounds great. Okay. Well, at least they acknowledge and took responsibility. That is important. And they were responding not to Vegas revealed. Let's add that in there. Correct. Because it's not like, oh, we're threatened by this podcast uh, that speaks about Las Vegas. They actually answered your husband who wrote a personal note when he was given a feedback um, survey, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. He's the one who made the reservation. So he got a survey mm-hmm. in response to the reservation and, you know, let them know the stuff that we had. So it was feedback from, you know, just a normal customer, not from a podcast got it. that was talking about yep. it. So, I'd like to point that you know, I, I do like that they responded that way to a regular paying customer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I filled out a survey after I checked out and paid at the table. I did not get a response. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I might not have been as nice as Shane was in his note, so whatever. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We told you we were going, or we went to the uh, Cosmopolitan Sunset Happy Hour, and I feel like we need to quickly just go over that real quick because we have received a lot of feedback on social media or people asking, when is this? Where is it? That looks cool. We need to go. Tagging friends. So it was great. Um, It's 6.30 to 8.30 every Friday through the summer into mid-September. It's at the Boulevard Pool. Others were asking, where is that view? I can't quite place, but, you know, it's a pool in the day. Yep. But at night, they're making use of that area. There's a DJ, food, drinks, beautiful views of both the Strip and then to the south of the Strip. And really, you could look out west, too, on that one. So, I mean, it's a great spot. And I think if you're looking for a happy hour with a Strip view, great spot. And let me tell you, the food that they had was absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. There were probably, I don't know, six different menu items that were being passed around. Everything was amazing. Yeah. Um, the drinks were delicious too. I had the classic daiquiri. Mm-hmm. And I had a few of the classic daiquiris <laughs> and they were all delicious. Oh, <laughs> I know. I drank rosé. I wasn't in the mood to mix it up that night, but the rosé was good too. So there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, we also went to Transfix at Resorts World, the opening, which was an opening that um, happened like it wasn't open to the public. It was the day before they were opening to the public. So um, quick takeaways there. Huge space in front of Resorts World. Tons of different displays and installations, very immersive um, and chill. You you do it at your own pace. People seem to enjoy it. There were lots of kids there too on this special night. And I don't know if it was like the staff and the artists' families that were there. So maybe it was more kids than usual. And I think there were a lot of uh, Resorts World employees who were there that yeah. night as well. But they had food, they had bars. Spend some time there. One little quick recommendation, do not wear nice shoes because your shoes get really dusty on the outside. It's kind of like a gravelish, dusty floor. Yeah. We don't want anyone to show up in heels or expensive shoes and then... I, I did see a handful of, of ladies wearing high heels, and I was thinking, oh, wrong place for that. Yeah, no. I had to definitely dust off my like black boots when I got home. So yeah. Transfix is really cool. Go to our social media and look at some of the videos. Um, it, it's, it's a neat thing, and it's going to be there as well through the summer into the fall. So you have plenty of time. We have a lot going on this summer for folks that come into town. Let's get to tips. Dana, this first tip that I wanted to mention was something we actually found out while we were at the Cosmopolitan for the sunset happy hour. Uh, We found out that there are pickleball courts at the Cosmopolitan, and it doesn't matter where you're listening in the United States, maybe the world, uh, pickleball is like the thing to do these days. (laughs) It is. I hear a lot about it. There's courts out in Summerlin and all over town that that people are playing. And so I love that the Cosmopolitan added this and folks can play right there on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, so this is uh, in conjunction in the vicinity of the fitness center over there at the Cosmopolitan. So keep that in mind. If you're booking a trip to Vegas, uh, you can take out your 
<laughs> pickleball racket and hit yeah. some balls. Yeah, and I'm sure they have some to rent there, I'm assuming. I'm um, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I went to Lake Las Vegas uh, and went paddle boarding. I, I just love it out there. It was booming when I moved here in 2004. It had a, it, it kind of turned into a little bit of a ghost town, if I'm going to be honest, when the real estate kind of crash happened. It was it sad. It started to pick up a little bit, and then I noticed during the pandemic, people were eating there because it was outdoors. Right. Um, and so I went recently uh, with some friends. We had a blast. We had a actually Instagram code, so we got paddle boarding for seventeen dollars an hour. You can rent a locker, throw your stuff in there, uh, for and and go out on the water. It's so much fun. The crew's great. They show you how to do it. It was relaxing. Um, people were passing by on kayaks, and also the brunch yacht went by. And let oh. me tell you, we need to do that. They were playing some fabulous '90s jams. Really? Yes. I was like, we need to go on the brunch cruise. Hey, I'm down with that. <laughs> so, because we did that this, would be fun. I know on a Sunday morning, and it just you know what? People were shopping. There's a great cafe over there, Mrs. Coco's. We had some pizza at the Italian restaurant out there after we were starving, and. The store was busy. People were loading up on waters and snacks. I mean, it's just, it, it's coming back and it's great to see. It is a gem. It is about 25 to 30 minutes, I'd say, away from the strip. But let me tell you, it's like you're on vacation. Well, and it feels like you are in a, a, a Tuscan village. It's mm-hmm. designed, actually, I think it's like, uh, isn't it Lake Como in yeah. Italy that it's designed after? I think so, yeah. With a bridge and buildings over the top of the water and. It's a gorgeous setting. It is. And you know how I know that? TikTok actually um, automates music if you hit auto cut. So I put some images in from from that, and it automatically put Italy music on. Really? Yeah, it picked all these Italian songs. So I was like, oh, it actually picked up that it thought, you know, we were in Italy. So anyway, um, listen, great tip. Lake Las Vegas, head out there and enjoy. And of course, thank you for listening. We do have to rush off. We actually talked so much this month that um, we only have a certain (laughs) allotted time. You can donate to the podcast or subscribe. We have a link in our show show notes for that as well. And then quick mention about Vegas near me, a little statistic updated that we got from the crew over there. Yeah, inside the app, instead of reviews, you can see 47,000 YouTube and podcast clips that uh, take you through the experience that you're searching. So you do that all within the app, and you can download Vegas Near Me for Android or Apple using the link down in our show notes. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a lot of good content out there from actual people and podcasts and influencers, so they compile all that. And instead of reviews, you can actually listen, so we love it. Hey, listen, have a great week, everyone. We will be back next week, locked and loaded with tons of new information. Have a good one.